Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Rains, and you're listening to Grateful Heart. I started this show to help educate my clients on the real estate market, and it's evolved into so much more. I've found that I love talking to people and I love learning new things. While our expertise is still on the health of the housing market, we want to focus on the health and the well-being of our listeners as well. More specifically, where we reside in our hearts, in our minds, and in our homes. The biggest purchase in our life just isn't a house. It's where we raise our children, start a new business, pray for our loved ones, and follow our dreams. It's even where we listen to our favorite podcast. When we are successful at home, everything else just falls into place, and we are so grateful for that. Home is where the grateful heart is. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, I'm your host, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns of Grateful Heart TV. And in studio today, I have none other than Joe Smith of Epic Mortgage. Back again. Back again. And you know what shirt, or what shirt, what show this is? Why? Because you love the city. Oh. So apparently, on our last show, if any of you guys were watching, we came up with a bet. Because all year long, Joe and I have been getting on with Tara and Anthony, who will be joining us momentarily. And we keep talking about what we think is going to happen next. And we're all pretty smart people, so I've been pretty wicked impressed. Wicked smart, you might We've say. We've been wicked smart. We've been wicked smart. So I just got home from Boston this past weekend, and I thought the next... Uh, episode we do, I'm going to have to wear my Wicked Smart shirt again because I want to see who is the wickedest and the smartest <laughs> of the four of us. And here they are as I catch them mid-drink. Good morning, Anthony and Tara. How are you guys? Anthony, are you Wicked Smart feeling today? Is that a, a good yes? weekend. The Eagles won and I have a feeling me and Tara won this bet, but I'm not oh. positive. But I'm so uh, you know what I'd like to know about winning. this, this winning, bet? maybe is the bet's not going to be over until December 31st, guys. So it doesn't matter how much crap talking either of you guys do, you, uh, <laughs> between now and then, because um, it really only matters who says what at the last episode, which is going to be in November. So whatever we say in November is going to have to hold true until December 31st. Right now, the rest of we're just kind of speculating and trying to figure out if where we're going to land. Were, if there was a spread or a margin, I feel really good about where we're at. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Okay. Tara, I, I get real worried that Rebecca and Joe are going to do some kind of big like data jump or change in the middle of the night when you and I are sleeping. I may go I on a spending so. spree and spur this market. <laughs> Could happen. If you have that much money, Joe, I get some institutional people involved. (laughs) Okay, so that said, kids, I think we should just jump right into it. And I know we shared this on Instagram this morning, trying to show everybody that we are going to have a steak dinner contest. I was thinking that I'd like to offer my followers a steak dinner as well. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to announce this at the next show, and I'm going to probably do some teasers leading up to it, is... Anybody who watches the show, who comments on the show, is going to be entered into a raffle to enjoy a steak dinner on me. Oh, nice. I know, right? I feel like I can be nice about this because you guys bring so much wealth of knowledge to this that I'd like to give back to our audience. So Grateful Heart will be treating anybody who comments back on any of our shows. I'll make sure Ariel goes through all of our social media. And the comment has to be who you're rooting for. Tara, Anthony, Joe, or I, and why? So, and, and then, because oh. I want to kind of get a poll going of what our audience thinks is happening. We're giving them a lot of wonderful nuggets. Anthony loves nuggets. Right, Anthony? Yes. Lots of nuggets. Yeah. And so let's just go ahead and start right into it. So this was on our social this morning. Ariel's already getting excited for the show. And 
This was last couple months. Anthony, Tara, who wants to go first? In terms of forecast? Yeah, because I'm going to review what we're doing. And before I go over where we're at on the charts, I want to, I want to get all of our opinions documented. Because if we do it after we start sharing numbers, it really doesn't make yes. it good. I'll go first. I'm happy to. So um, since the feds have already been pretty, you know, forthright in what their intention are here as we move into September, we're going to see another rate hike. I think it's going to be 75 basis points. I think we're going to see long-term interest rates trend a little bit higher until about October when I think we're going to finally start to see in the real data, the inflation numbers start to pull back. And then as far as the market and appreciation, I think that as soon as we can work through the open door listings, because as you know, they're doing aggressive price reductions, which I think is affecting some of those medium home prices, I think that we're going to see it kind of stabilize. So the biggest challenge, in my opinion, is that there's not a lack of buyer demand. It's that people are having a hard time getting their houses sold. I have seven contracts that have contingencies right now where the contingencies are expiring because they don't have an offer on their house. And before there was all these iBuyers willing to step in and pay top dollar. And now the the iBuyers are being more conservative in making their offers. And so it's more of a deterrent rather that buyer you know, is going to be willing to accept that discounted offer. So I think that that's a big part of it is just until we really see buyer confidence in the market improve, I think that we're going to be kind of flatlined. That's my opinion. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm looking for interest rate and I'm looking for sales price. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you just want a straight interest rate, what I think it will be? Yes. I Check. want a straight interest Six and rate and a, a straight price. Six and a half. If, if each of us do that we're never getting through the show. <laughs> what, is, what is Ariel? Wait, wait, wait. Let me go back because I got to see your face. What do you want Ariel to put on the spreadsheet for you, girlfriend? 6.5% as the average interest rate. Wow. And as far as an average medium price, what are we right now? Five. No, 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 no. You should have done your homework. You should know. What's your price that you think it's going to be at the end of the year? At the end of the year? Yeah. Oh, she's totally cheating. Look at her look down. No, I'm not cheating. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally not cheating. I think what we've done up until this point was percentage of appreciation year over year. Yeah. And so I've always I, we've said, kind of mixed I it think up. it'll be you... 5% from January till the end of the year. Okay. 5%. You're going to go with 5%. Anthony. Yeah, I think we're going to. Yep. And I don't care whether it's percentage or price point, because I've seen both on our chart. Um, Anthony, what do you think is going to be our end of the year forecast for pricing and for interest rates? And we well, can go on and explain I, all the reasons I, I, and defend our, our positions afterwards. I, I know I previous prediction I had at 6%, which we're around right now, so I was correct. I'm allowed to adjust it. I think it's going to be close to that towards the year, but I think it's going to be anywhere from I don't know, 53 5.4% by the end of the year. Oh, we're backtracking. Very nice. Good job, Ant. <laughs> okay, JoJo, your turn. You're I, lo up. I love to see Anthony coming to the dark side. So I'm going to stay on my same 585, mm -hmm. right? And I'm going to say same consistent 5 to 7% appreciation. Okay. So we can call it 5, we can call it 7. I'll let I'll dealer's choice on that one. Okay. It's going to be right in there. Okay. And uh, the interest rates should be right around five to five and a half is where I believe. Five to five and a half. Which is consistent with where I've been for the last, probably at uh, least the last July. Okay, so to set the bar straight, I had Tara, she's gonna look this up on December 31st for us. 
I had Tara look up today's interest rates, and today's interest rates were at 5.9 average across the whole country, right, Tara? You went, what website did you go to? It's right off Fannie Mae's website. So you're sitting right now at 5.965 on the 30-year uh, fix, national average. Okay. So I'm going to stick with what I predicted last time, which is I still think we're going to get to 625 by the end of the year. I know, I know, I know. I'm optimistic and I'm a realtor and I'm, I don't care. I I'm love it. super optimistic. And, and I'll explain my reasons why as we get into the charts. Now, what was interesting, I know you said the average national average was 5.9 and you did mention in your dissertation, Tara, about Open Door. So I actually went on and just driving here, got a quote from Open Door this morning because they have so many properties, I was considering picking one up as an investment. Mm. And they quoted me six and a half. But that's, I guess, the reason, you know, captive audience, lender can do that. So yes. when, I, and I want our audience to know this, depending on who the lender is, can really make a big difference on your interest rate. And I'd like to think I have very good credit, so I know they're pricing me with the best pricing. I was really shocked to hear six and a half, but I know everybody's got to make some money right now. A lot of pork in there. I kind of figured there was. I kind of mm -hmm. figured there was. So what, like if somebody calls you today with at least a 720 FICO score, at least, you know, that's kind of the, the measure mark, or am I wrong? Is it 760? 740. Let's, 740. 740. Okay, so we'll call it 740. Let's say I have at least a 740, which I do. If I'm getting conventional loan with 10% down, where should that land me more or less with you guys? High fives. Yeah, we just priced it. It depends if there's points or not. So on both sides of the fence, if the compensation's being paid by the borrower, they're at like 5.3. Mm -hmm. If they're being paid by the lender, it's like 6.1. 6.1. Okay, so why would that be? It, it has to do with compensation. So if the lender is not paying any service release premium for that loan, then there's no rebate or pricing built into it. The borrower is paying it in points. And we're going to talk about that because that's a great strategy for buyers to overcome the higher interest rate environment is by paying some. You're hearing a lot about interest rate buy downs and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. We're just moving the needle where the compensation is being paid by the consumer instead of by the lender. Now, that might have something to do with, and you, you to correct me if I'm wrong, interest rates coming back down towards the end of the year, is that a reason why maybe things are more expensive now because people are assuming anybody so getting a loan is gonna refinance? I Exactly right. So I can tell you that the lenders believe <clears throat> that the rates are going to come back down. Mm -hmm. So what they're, what they're trying to do is not have people take higher interest rates because a lender makes money when they hold the loan. So if you take the higher interest rate, that's more likely to refinance in a shorter period of time than a lower interest rate. So the lenders really believe that the rates will pull back at some point and they're gonna lose all those six and a half percent loans. Mm -hmm. Those will all refinance and they'll be out the door. And they'll be out the door. They'll be out the door. Well, so. yeah, when I was talking to the guy this morning from Open Door, I'm like, hmm, six and a half. I'm gonna buy the house, but I'm gonna, or I'm gonna marry the house, but I'm gonna date the rate. And that means that I would wanna refinance if I held the property. Now, right. whether we flip it or stay in it short term, we might- Don't do say that. Not. What? I don't like that term. What? Marry the house, date the rate. Why? I, I love it. it. Because, because I, don't, I just, because I know we're forecasting rates, but I know you're saying you can refi later, but we don't know where rates are gonna be at. That's so true. Say that to someone. You but the borrower, Anthony, is not going to qualify or get into that house unless they can afford the payment that they're getting into today. So the idea of that is that you, the 
the benefit is on your side. If you buy the house today and rates go down, you refinance, you still own that home and have built in equity and appreciation by paying down the principal in the meantime. So, and the greatest, I mean, if you look historically, you can't give a guarantee, but if the banks are offering very little incentive to take on loans right now, because they believe that rates are gonna drop, then that makes sense that consumers shouldn't be paying a bunch of points up front for permanent interest rate buy downs when we know the likelihood is, is that we'll come back down. We just don't know when. We don't, we can't, yeah. well, none of All us right. can guarantee anything. I mean, obviously we're forecasting, we've got a running bet because none of us can say for sure. But that said, sure. between the four of but, us, but, we already but, decided but, we but had like over Tyra a century. Said, of, like said, we talked about in a previous show, is history does show with inflation rates do drop at an average of about what, 1.8%, I think it is. Correct. Yeah, exactly. That's why we're going to talk about in the show temporary interest rate buy downs and the best strategy for buyers today to get the greatest amount of savings now and not leave money on the table. Okay. So let's take a quick time out. I'm going to pull up our charts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Grateful Heart TV for more content. All right, here we go. Let's slide into the chart next. And this is what I was super excited to show you guys today. 19,401 homes we have active in the MLS today. Yes. That is fantastic. Good news. It's amazing news because this time last year, we only had available active, not including the homes under contract, 7,700. That's crazy. 7,700. 7,700. Like, seriously, we went from 7,700 homes to 19,000 homes. And yeah, I know that's got some people's butts puckering. But, but when you go out with a buyer today, it is so much better. When I'm shopping with buyers and they can sleep on it and they can think on it and they can go see 10 houses instead of two. You know, we don't have these, oh my gosh, last summer, there's a particular brokerage in town that would make us line up with our, with our clients on a Saturday for an hour and a half like a cattle herding. And it was the worst thing ever. I hated everything about taking buyers out last year. Panic. It was, we couldn't get home fast enough to write the offer fast enough. We're competing with 30 other people and half of them had all cash or so much cash. My client said, no prayer. Yep. So I just had to slide back because I wanted to see your guys' faces and I caught Anthony looking down at his phone. Sorry, Anthony. Um, but besides that good news of having way more houses to look at, two years ago, the previous year, so two years ago, we're in the like kind of like the throes of, of COVID. Everybody was, for the most part, quarantined unless you're considered essential. And at that point, we were at 98,000 home sales for the year. Currently, we're at 98,000 home sales for the year. So my thing is, I personally believe we're getting back to a normal market. And normal, not necessarily for Phoenix, but normal. Because as you scroll down, our Cromford index is hitting 105. We haven't been anywhere wow. near. We haven't been anywhere near 105. Thank you, Anthony. I heard the out. Wow. I haven't. We haven't been near 105 since 2014. Wow. There. Okay. Good. Two. Two wows. There you go. Two wows. Two wows. Two wows. So like these are good wows for our buyers because when I see that we're back to pre-COVID levels. Well, it's good for our sellers too, because you know what? The last seven years have been pretty good. They've been fantastic. So, Think about all the money somebody yeah. made if they actually bought a house in 2014 versus today. 
they're sitting super pretty. Yes. And while, you know, I think the biggest thing for all of us is affordability. And, you know, Tara, you see that. You're seeing that. Joe, I mean, Anthony, I'm sure it's affecting all of our worlds. But that is definitely where we're going to start talking about the interest rates and, and coming up with those strategies. Now, appreciation and monthly appreciation, when they look at this chart, they're talking year over year. A year ago, we were talking about 29% in appreciation. We could never continue Ridiculous, that. Ridiculous, yes. Yeah, that was just stupid. But right now, we're still showing year over year 12.8%. Sign me up. Right? I'll I mean, like it. everything's like actually yeah. very happy, go lucky. I think the problem is, is we're talking about sales price. And this is where <clears throat> last year our sales price was 494. This year our current average sales price, not median, is showing 548. So we've gone up 50 grand this year so far. Now, were we up higher and did it come down? So do we need to argue about have prices been falling? And that is something that you know Tina Tambor talked on her chart was about um, Oh, it was just about that. So right now we have three and a half months or 3.3 months of inventory, which is fantastic. We really like four to five months of inventory. And the thing that we're seeing right now, listing success rate is at 69%. We were over 100% for listing success yeah. rate. So I, I want to bring back Tara and Joe, and I'm going to share with you guys my thoughts on, on the listing success rate. And this is what I'm telling my sellers, and I am talking myself out of work all day long right now because... It's not for the faint of heart. And Tina put that in one of her in one of her charts. Selling today is not because you want to sell, it's because you have to sell. And yep. you know who falls under those categories? Our iBuyers. Our Zillow is out of the market, but we still have Open Door, who has the majority of them, the lion's share of them, and OfferPad. So they have to sell. They're sitting right now on 1,600, almost 1,700 homes active on the market without contracts. They don't make money till they sell a house. They don't. Well, they kind of do, but they do their things backwards, and I don't even want to get in that mm. whole conversation. They take their money out first, but now they're going to start bleeding because they already got their profits, and if it sells for less than what they really bought it for. Ouch. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of ouches going on. So. What I'm seeing, I was just out looking at houses yesterday, you guys, and I know the three of you guys don't go out into the looking at homes like I do, so I'm gonna share with you, what did I see? Most nine out of 10 homes today are garbage. Ah, uh-huh. So the listing success rate is 69%. There's nothing exciting out there for buyers because they don't have an interest rate to be excited about. Right, there's no motivation, huge motivation. No, so that's why I keep going back, I keep calling them my wannas and my have tos. If you don't have to, then you probably don't wanna. Or would you just put well, some money into your property and make it pretty? That might be the way to go. And that is actually what I've been counseling people. So it's a beauty contest. It is literally a beauty contest. And what's funny to me, not funny, it's ironic funny, is when I go out showing houses, if there's a dozen houses I'm looking at and only one of them's pretty, it's got more than one offer mm. on it. So it's not that we're not seeing any bidding wars, because we are, because that's actually some of the charts we're gonna go over today are showing how the prices in certain areas have appreciated. So when we're talking our general numbers, our general numbers are just kind of like a summary, but there's certain areas and certain houses, if they're tricked out and they're nice, they're actually selling for above list price, you guys. So like it's, it, you know, I think there's just a lot of clickbait out there and a lot of headlines, and I know Anthony loves those headlines, because if you don't actually look at the stats and understand what you're looking at, you're only painting part of the picture. Sellers, I need you guys to clean up your houses. 
I need you guys to actually hire a stager half the time. I sold my house this year. I had to go through three buyers. You guys all watched that whole thing go unfold. I ended up selling my home for more than I would have on the third buyer, but I did repaint my house. I did put in new carpet and I did stage my house. So it's still sold even though in the, in the time period, it actually was um, dropping, you know, as far as demand and then, you know, inventory was skyrocketing. It's really gotten level. I've been seeing 19,000 for like the last month as oh, far as active homes. So we've really leveled off. There's nothing scary happening out there other than all of our buyers who are sitting around on the fence waiting to hear it's safe to go buy a house again. Well, in that 19,000, you have a, a lot of dogs is what you're saying. Yeah, so, I would say 18,000 of them are. <laughs> so that's a, that's a huge number. That's a huge hey, number. Rebecca, you're talking about showings and there was a stat that came out like this week and I didn't put it in my grant, but I thought it was interesting because you're talking about the headlines. And the headlines are going to be, oh, buyer activity is slowing down. It's re it's really slow right now, according to its showing time. Well, guess what? The last couple of years, like we know, have been crazy. And that's what they're comparing it to. Yeah. But, but the showings are above pre-pandemic level. Well, see, that's my point. You're so wicked smart, Anthony. I love that you yep. cut, you ch chimed in with that because so, it's, so it's I, true. I was right on board with you on that because but that's just like you said the headlines oh they want to do the negative oh no buyer demand because they're comparing the last crazy freaking two years yeah it went, pre pandemic level it's higher than that well and i just showed you guys 29 percent was the year over year appreciation rate this time last year it's that was how can you compare any year to that i mean it's it's uncomparable it's not sustainable yeah, yeah well, you, that's sustainable. that's what the appraisers just throw out you know the high comp the low comp we're going to throw those things out well we had an, an anomaly and you can't compare it to those anomalies. So of course everything is down from last year's numbers. We needed them too. And the numbers that are up that people are complaining about, like, oh my gosh, all these homes are coming back on market. We need them. We needed them last year. That's what partially, I think, was what drove it up was all of a sudden interest rates are low. And the people who had homes, they weren't selling because they were wanting to ride the wave. You know, most sellers were like, oh, like your stocks, your stocks are skyrocketing. Uh, you're gonna sit as long as you, until you hear they've come down. Sell. <laughs> Panic sell, Quick. right? So we have had some of that this summer and those sellers that don't have to sell, that didn't get those obscene prices, they canceled their listings. And I'm gonna show you guys all this next in just a hot second. I don't think there's really anything too crazy exciting on this chart other than the median price. Average price, you know, literally the difference between average and median, you guys can go Google that and figure that out. But we are down $10,000 on medium price from this time last month. And we're gonna come right back to that after a quick commercial break. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. 
my experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud, creating solutions that save time and money for everyone. Ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. We're back from that commercial break, which I'm sure was just riveting for all of you guys. And, and so I wanted to get through Tina Tambor's PowerPoint presentation. I'm not going to have time because Anthony has a great presentation as well. But I thought these charts were kind of cool, talking about mortgage rate history. She has all kinds of stuff that she puts on here. And this is the headlines piece. Anthony, can you read that? I don't know if you guys can see it on your end, but basically it's talking about home prices fell for the first time in three years last month, and it was the biggest decline since 2011. That's a headline in CNBC. Total junk, total junk. And then there's there's all of our houses from Open Door. There's 1,631 homes as of right now, and they're not being necessarily discounted per se, but they're being discounted from the original prices they came up with forever ago, which were probably way too high. So um, now that we're back from commercial break, Anthony, I'm gonna slide over to your PowerPoint presentation. I'm realizing that we just are talking way too much. <laughs> and I think it's my fault. Um, so let me get over to your PowerPoint, Anthony. And as I run through it, you holler at me and tell me what you wanna, what you wanna point out. Um, there's all those open door houses and Here we are. there we are. Well, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna jump right into the, uh, what we talked about in the beginning, mortgage rate projection. So I have to say in my prediction, I cheated a little bit. But it, Joe and Tyler, I want you guys to jump in on here because this is your expertise. So, I mean, so we're going to go to projections. And when you look at it, you, you see how they've skyrocketed, like we said. And as of September 1st, it was 5.88. And Tyler, I think you said what's 5.98 now. So this is 6% today. Call it 6% today. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I know you, you guys heard us talk about this before. It's, it's really not a bad historic rate. Right. No, but it's kind of like the anomaly that I was talking about with um, pricing and, you know, what we're seeing in the housing housing market. It's the same. It's no different. How do you compare last year to, you know, the last couple of years to what traditionally it's been? Can't. You really can't. You so, really can't. Can you guys help me out with this one? Because you dealt with more buyers than I have because I'm on the other end. So six months ago. Yeah. People were paying 100, 150 way overpriced for a house and not blinking an eye. But now the prices are stabilizing, even some listings are lowering their prices, 
I'm still not going to buy because of a 5% interest rate. Affordability. Affordability. So when you take today's house price and put it to 5.5% or 6% versus the 3% we were looking at in January, Tara said it, in, in, and I know you say it all the time too, people buy rates. They buy payments. Buy payments. They buy their monthly house payment. So, well, and we're not talking about inflation. I think that we'd be amiss not to address the fact that everybody's paying more for fuel and food, and that's absolutely affecting the affordability. Their, uh, their belief system as to what's affordable today. That's true. It's well, a, that's a good t- topic. Well, belief system. They just believe that this is a bad idea. This is a bad. But if you're not going to buy a house today, when are you going to buy a house? Is when, it gonna, when? Is when, it, when is it going to get better? So, yeah. so do you want to buy that same house at five hundred thousand? Do you want to buy it at seven hundred thousand, but get a a five percent interest rate? You're going to wait for that? What? What are you waiting for? And Rebecca, I think we discussed before the show, didn't we? Like even Tina said it. The fourth quarter is a really good time to buy. Well, yeah, because there's some deals to be had, and the open door listings also. Um, you know, provide. I, I just said it yesterday um, that you got to strike while the iron's hot. And when everybody else is fearful, that's actually usually when people are making money. That was a Warren Buffett um, the quote. The contrarian. Yes, you know. Yes. And when everybody else is like high and, and excited, that's usually when the smart people are pulling back. Um, right. And so that's kind of interesting. Active inventory increasing dramatically. Wait, and one more one more thing about the inflation. I know it's costing people more money, and being on the positive guy, I always like some positive aspects. What you're not weighing into that is people already also are are average and making eight to ten percent more money yes. than they did a year ago. Truth. Uh, okay, yeah, but when you have employees like I do, we're also having to pay eight to ten percent more for those employees. Right. You know, I don't know about just just throwing that out there. Just I no so, no no, I don't disagree, but there's more income, so they can afford in theory more stuff, right? Businesses don't seem to be struggling. If you look at the no. the the stock market mm-hmm. it's not driven off of the earnings because companies are making money god joe boy. i was out I, I was out watching sunday football sunday i went to two places and let me tell you what it didn't really look like people really cared about right their at their bar tabs watching the football game well and that's just it is like the perception and the belief system and how much of that affects like i i personally think it has a lot to do with social media too and until people are more positive about what they're doing out in the world and they're talking about it on social, a lot of people aren't gonna do nothing. You know, for those anyways that follow social media. Um, hey, this- right, go, go, back, go back to the previous screen because that's our mortgage rate projection. Uh-huh. So that, that's why I changed mine a little bit because I <laughs> thought these people are a lot smarter than me. So, but I'm curious your guys' thoughts on what they're looking at for the next three quarters, four quarters. Well, I mean, look at that quarter, fourth quarter, they're expecting 5.4, which it could come down still. I mean, just because it's up, it doesn't mean it's not going to come down before the end of the fourth quarter. Um, and then it looks like it's pretty decent. But I think this is the part where I where I start bringing in politics. I think third quarter of 2023, that's the, that's now. And that's this time next year is going to be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, it'd be interesting to see who's buying a steak dinner next year. But um, yeah, I, Joe, Tara, do either one of you guys want to chime in on that? Like Anthony asked. I think the timing of when interest rates come down has everything to do with the economy. So as long as inflation continues to rise, they're going to have their foot on the pedal. 
And I think as soon as they start to see a pullback where they feel like they need to give the economy some juice, mm -hmm. they're going to use quantitative easing to do that. And that's what's going to lower interest rates. You know, it's funny is you said quantitative easing in the last show, Tara. And the only reason I already know that is because I listened to our show this morning in preparation for today. <laughs> and so quantitative easing is something that you've talked about before. You want to tell us what that means? So for those that may not know. For the, for the people yeah, who are not wicked the, smart. The ones that aren't wicked smart. <laughs> It's where the feds are buying mortgage-backed security bonds to artificially bring rates down to stimulate the economy. So the, the feds entire job is to manage inflation in the economy. And they do that by raising and lowering interest rates. And that's the rate in which banks borrow money from the feds. Got it. So that's how they do that is through buying mortgage-backed security bonds. So right now, there's not a big appetite for mortgage-backed security bonds, which is why long-term interest rates are going up is because they had tapered off what they were doing previously to, to give us the low rates we had. And we need them to taper back up is what it looks like or sounds like, and most likely will happen as we get closer to the, the election. The second a headline comes out that we have kind of got inflation under control, the rates will come down. Yep. Like instantaneously. Yep. And then the buyers will come back. So we just need somebody to tell the newspapers to say that. But it's happening. It'll, Joe, it's going to happen. Joe, I, I can read you right now. You get just as frustrated with me on some headlines than, than I do. I think you get just as angry as I do. As I, it might be the, the East Coast thing you two have got going on. Yeah. It might be why I'm wearing my Wicked Smart it's, shirt for, for you. Spot. Yes. <laughs> hey, um, so all of that said, we've totally gone over time, guys. I'd love to get, I, I know we're not going to get through all your PowerPoint, Anthony. I'm sorry. I'll speed up then. Okay. You want me to go back yeah. to it? All right. What chart do you want? Go back real quick. Which one do you want uh, me to just, hit? Just, just, just the next one that you see active inventory increasing. Um, the, the, weird, the thing about that one is another chart that shows even though active inventory is increasing, new homes on the market are low. Does that make sense? Like oh, it's no, not as high? I, it totally does. And I do think it has to do with the area specific because that's a chart for the whole country. And this is all country. yeah, and, and we're, we've been stable for like the last month at 19. We've been writing 19,000. So I'm not seeing an increase currently, but if you look at their numbers, it's really not that huge. Again, we were so low last summer. It needed to it increase. To, right. It had to. So, I mean, well, go, go, to, go to the next chart. These numbers are pretty year over year change in inventory nationwide. So you can't really read it, but in Arizona, and I'll just go to the last two months, the national average is 30.8%. Arizona is 127.3%. In year over year change in inventory. Well, yeah, because I said that this this time last year, we had 77, 22 yep. homes on active, and today we're at 19,000. Which is great. I mean, that's what like why people are paying fifty grand cash above you know list price to get a house last year. I'm, I'm grateful we not we're not doing that anymore. It was insanity. And, 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 and as you know, I'm not a realtor, so I'm not trying to start anybody in this one. But you have people asking, should I sell right now? And there's three reasons that I feel why is a good reason to sell, and I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget them. Oh, let's your hear equity, it. Your your equity has grown in record amounts. You have record equity in your home. The number of homes on the market, even though we see an increase, is still low. Rebecca, it is it's still low. low. And the last thing, what did we argue about six months ago? And you just talked about it. If you sell now, you have a lot more choices. You have a lot more choices. And you did before. So if you're thinking about selling, there's three reasons right there why if you're hesitant. Talk to experts like you guys. And that's why you should sell. 
Okay, but time out. The only people who should be on the market right now are the ones that really know what they're doing when it comes time to sell. Because like I said, nine out of 10 houses, I'm walking right now. Dogs. They don't, they, they are, they're barely clean. They're certainly not decorated cute well, and they're not updated. So well, that, 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 that's why 95%, that's why only 5% of agents do actual business yeah. is because nothing against those people, but they're not giving their sellers good advice. They're it's not a giving- still based market right now. So I'm sorry. Some people might be mad at me at that one, but I will repeat that over and over. If you're not dealing with a skill based person right now, that's your fault. Your house isn't selling. That's huge. Well, and if you have a seller who's unable or unwilling to do what it takes to get the house listing ready in today's market, then an agent's wasting their time listing it. Well, and that's unless also, they're going to price reduce for a distress sale. For just it's, it's either the beautiful houses or the price reduced distress sales, and there's not the ones in yes. between is 18,000 of my 19,000 houses to go look at today. So right. for all your people that you have in your backlog right now, Tara, that are on contingencies that are getting ready to expire, those agents, and that's probably why you were asking me for Talia's number the other day, those agents yeah, need to get was. those houses staged <laughs> because staging makes such a difference. It makes such a well, difference. Well, if I'm an agent and my seller can't afford it, how much of a value proposition would it be to come in and say part of my listing package is to help get your house ready tie that money up so it's secured. But it, a lot of it, I think you said the have tos and the want tos. Yeah. A lot of these people need to sell and they don't have the money. You know, that's just what it comes down to, to do the staging, to do the painting, to do the cleanup. So most of us realtors who do this and do this well and, and professionally, we have solutions for that. We all have right. solutions for that. It's the guys, like I was looking at listings yesterday with people using their cell phones. They are not helping their sellers sell their houses. Like, and then they, then they do in portrait mode. So all I see is like this little light at the top of a picture. And I mean, how's that going to sell a house? Um, so That's I, terrible. I, we're in this, I feel like we're in this weird limbo land where there's some really good opportunities to be had because a lot of people have not woken up and done the work they need to do to be successful today. And that's maybe because they just want to, but they don't have to, so they don't really care. They'll just sit on the market for their price and maybe they'll drop it some, but then that's where people are like, oh, look at the prices are dropping. Right. Well, they're dropping based off of somebody's insanity number that, you know, there's no basis for, for that number. So I, I personally think- And I, I, know, I know we're behind, but I want to get through the next two grand, three grands real quickly. Anthony, you're so funny. Okay, we are going through- It's, 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 it's a magic question about home appreciation. Okay. And it's everyone's asking that one. And forecasters have actually increased their data what they think home appreciation is going to be. They actually went up. Well, it makes sense though. Look at your year right now. National. We're sitting at twelve. It's national, yeah. It's a national. But, but, these are national stats, but local work. They're national. But I want you to read the next the, the next quote by, by Black Knight is really powerful. Annual Rebecca. home price growth dropped by nearly two percentage points. The greatest single month slowdown on record since at least the early 70s. That's when you and I were born, JoJo. Watch yourself. Okay, okay so right off the bat, oh my God, it's the world's dropping, the world's coming two to an points. end, blah, blah, blah. But read the next, read the next paragraph on that, on that quote. While the slowdown was record-breaking, home price growth would need to decelerate at this pace for six more months to drive annual appreciation back to 5%, a rate more in line with long-run averages. So that was my so radio what, what, voice. Did you guys like so, that? <laughs> so, so what's that telling you right there, that last paragraph? It's not going to happen. Homes no. aren't going to lose value. No, and right now it's fear. The fear is keeping our buyers out of the market, plus affordability. 
I mean, we cannot ignore the fact. I, oh. I have my school teachers, my firemen, my police officers who do not make enough money to even buy an apartment today. And that, right, I agree that, with that. that, that is still going to be a continued issue, but it's an issue that big cities like New York and San Francisco and all over this whole country have dealt with for decades. Yes. And we're just well, becoming they, a metropolitan, guys. But you mentioned the word opportunity. The NAR just came out of the report for 2021, uh, uh -huh. comparing homeowners versus renters net worth. A net worth of a homeowner in 2021 is $300,000. Guess what the net worth of the renter is? 15000 8,000. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I was double. And, and it's because nope. they have nothing to build wealth with. I mean, it, it makes sense. And home ownership is is not a luxury. It should be a necessity for most people. And, and that's why if you talk to Tanner and Joe, there's so many mortgage options out there for you right now. Okay, so we, we before we shut off, and I know, Anthony, please tell me there's no more slides we have to look at right now because I want Tara and Joe to tell us some quick stat strategies. How do we make home affordable today with our buyers? Go ahead, Tara. Okay, I think we're on the same page. I mean, it's through interest rate buy down. And I think the greatest way to do that today with the anticipation of rates coming down over the next couple of years is through what's called a two one buy down. So we buy the interest rate down 2% the first year and 1% the second year. And just so that, because it's hard to understand the real savings to that that's the equivalent of getting in year one 20 percent of affordability to the sales price of the house like it really is that a significant sense. difference and if you take the cost of that buy down compared to what it would cost to do a long-term interest rate buy down they get five times the savings in that temporary interest rate buy down and what a shame it would be to pay twenty-five thousand dollars to permanently buy a rate down that you refinance in two years agreed Agreed, agreed, agreed. So right now we're talking 2-1 buy downs. Are we seeing any other interesting type of, you know, I'm aging myself and doing this 30 years. Like I remember the Nehemiah 2-1s, you know, the adjustable rates based off the LIBOR, which, you know, the LIBOR we're not doesn't there exist. Yet. No, I know. We're, we're so far away yeah. from. I know, but the beginning that. of the year we were at 3.2, JoJo. I know, but we're not. Hey, like, hey, Joe, there's, there's I think not it's important inventory. for you to address the low Joe, limits Joe. that are changing. Oh, the. the they're they're forever changing, right? Every year they change, and I I believe right. the the conforming limit, the conventional conforming limit, is going to go up. Uh, officially, I believe it goes up towards the end of November, and Correct. currently we're at seven fifteen, which again, you hear that number and it's such a big number. It's I, not that I remember big five minutes ago it was in the two hundreds, and now we're at seven fifteen. Yeah. yeah. And to your point a little earlier, Rebecca. Huh. I make lots of points. Which one? It's like we're in a big metropolitan yeah, area. We are. Right? So that's what it was. That's what it takes to buy a house in LA. That's what it takes to buy a house in Chicago. We just made the ranks. We're, we're up there now. We're up there now. So rentals, the average rental price is twenty two fifty today. That was Ouch. on that was on one of the charts that we didn't make it to today. So twenty two fifty on a mortgage payment, I'm assuming you're borrowing at least four hundred thousand. Mm. What are you borrowing? Not anymore. What are you borrowing at twenty two fifty? I was gonna say I've got a client I ran numbers on yesterday. The purchase price is in the mid four hundreds and her payment was closer to three grand. Yeah, so maybe like yeah. Ooh, so that's tough. That's what I'm talking about though. So if you're looking at affordability, right, you really need to make I mean to to qualify for the average home in, in Arizona, you need to make over a hundred grand a year. You just do. Well, so okay, quick question. On four hundred thousand on a two one buy down or some other interest rate, what what where can we be? Can somebody get a four hundred thousand dollar house today 
with the equivalent of a rental payment on a two one buy down? Like, is that even feasible? Yeah, because you're going to save about eight hundred dollars a month. It would be about eight hundred. Okay. So, so it's just it's it's all about if because they're still qualifying. I think this is important, guys. And this goes back to Anthony's point and what he didn't like about the temporary interest rate buy downs. You're still qualifying at the, the full locked rate. So if the rate's six, you're still qualifying at six percent. You just get that help baby stepping into the payment. We talked about the belief system of what you can afford. It gives you the opportunity to overcome some of these higher costs of gas and food. Why inflation is high. You you can get affordable housing. It's just not where you want it. So that's the that's the, the other point. The unlikely piece is you have to drive. I would like drive to live in, you qualify. I would like to live in Manhattan. But I can't. It's not affordable for me. <laughs> so I will live in a suburb and commute into Manhattan. And that's just yep. what that's what we're doing here. That is what that, we're doing yeah. here. So I, we wanna be affordable in Chandler and Gilbert and Tempe and Scottsdale, but that's not, not gonna affordable. happen anymore. You have no. to be on the skirts. You have to be on the skirts. I actually was just quoted in an article that hit AZ Big Media last week and I highlighted it was Buckeye. Mm. It was Santan Valley, Queen Creek, Creek sure. Tolson, yeah. all of those areas where all the builders are at. Because, you know, besides the iBuyers, we have a lot of desperate builders. Let's talk about that real quick, you guys. A bunch of them lost their buyers when the interest rates went up. And oh, I know. my heart. Well, none of us realtors are too sad about it because a lot of them decided they were so greedy that they just didn't want to work with us anymore mm -hmm. when they had they enough orders. They did not learn their lessons. No, they did not learn their lessons. And one, in fact, that I have a lot of connections with, they're still <laughs> holding out and I get so angry about it because it makes no sense. They did actually just announce, um, and I didn't update our mastermind group with this, but my little source over at Lenar Homes um, did share with me while there might have been some occurrences of some of their buyers getting 90,000 off a home, 75,000 off of a home, the actual average came in at 40,000. Hmm. So all of their homes that are sitting in backlog, they've been discounting because they don't want to lose their buyers and have to resell it for less to the next guy. Right. So a right. lot of that is going on right now too. So there's opportunities with the builders, there's opportunities with the i buyers. I recommend if you don't call me, call somebody else who's been doing this for long enough that they remember what it feels like to work in a buyer's market. Because there's a lot of agents out there who do not they know. They don't even know. They don't even know. They don't even know. And by the way, we're not even in a buyer's market yet, for the record. Well, technically, we're, close. we're almost there. Almost. At Cromford shows Horseshoes 105. And <laughs> but I guarantee you, by the next time we do the show, I do believe we will be full throws in a buyer's market. Ooh, full throws. Full throws. We already are in half of the valley. The other half right. isn't there That's yet. That's what I was going to say. There's plenty of cities that are already a buyer's market by yep. comfort. Yeah. yeah hey, sure. hey, Rebecca, for those buyers, I know you guys are talking about affordability and cost. Um, Realtor.com just came out with a, a survey. I think it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, 90, what a difference from six months ago. 92% of sellers are, are accepting buyer's terms which means concessions on deals now. Oh no, that's the norm. Because before we before we reduce prices, we wanna do incentives. We're gonna actually go back to paying realtors commissions again for bringing buyers in, which should never have stopped. But when you have a long list of buyers, you don't need to pay them, then you know they're agents. They don't. Closing cost relief, right? Closing cost, Closing interest cost. rates, interest rate buy downs. A lot of sellers will pay for it. You can't live in the house for six months after you sell it? No, no, no more of that. So we aren't seeing so. so while, free. while I have seen some multiple offer situations, you guys, it's based off of price and incentives. It does not have anything to do with waiving inspections or paying um, 
above appraised value or, you know, any of that nonsense that was happening or letting people stay in their house for six months, even 60 days. Well, and you know what's crazy, Rebecca? There's loan programs that even allow a seller to pay off a borrower's debt to qualify. So VA will allow wow. a seller to pay off a veteran's car or pay off their consumer credit card debts in order to qualify for that house. And a lot of people just don't realize wait, that. Wait, so wait, wait, some... wait, wait, wait. You're saying if I have a VA buyer, I can have a seller pay off their car? I'm saying that within a maximum amount, yes, a, a Terry, seller you just got can the wicked smart up comment. to 4% towards the buyer's. <laughs> smart. Wicked smart. Uh, very wicked smart. Thank you for pointing yeah. that out because there are a lot of vets who could not buy over the last couple of years and maybe they've racked up some credit while they've been waiting to buy and that would be a wonderful solution for somebody. So there's, there's definitely motivated sellers out there that are paying concessions. They're helping buy down interest rates. Apparently they can pay for cars too. If you're telling you guys, you this could be just a little tiny window of opportunity before things start getting back to being, you know, like we've like we've gotten used to in Phoenix. Yep. Pretty hectic. You don't have time to wait for the good ones. Have uh, people stopped moving here? No. No. Not even close. Okay. Not even close. We're actually gonna do a show here coming up about all the businesses still moving in here, which is only gonna eat are, up our are, inventory. Are the builders slowing down building? Uh, actually, yes. their permits have slowed down. They are. The so only reason they're slowed yeah. down right now is because they're sitting on all that inventory. People but are still coming. They're slowing down on their building. Yeah, we're going to have we that go. problem again. Here we go. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'm looking forward to our steak dinner, and we will be doing this again in November, and the November one's going to count. So it doesn't really matter what, what we speculated all year long. It's going to be the November show that really makes it matter. And oh, that's- Oh, wait, wait, wait. What that's happened to my year-end figures, guys? No, Come no, on. that's what I'm saying. It's like whatever we say in November is going to have to stand until December 31st. Our when, projections for November. Got it. You got, got it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. you know, up until now, what does it matter? You can be right today, wrong tomorrow, right? Most of us are. But we're still I see ballot harvesting. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you guys again in a couple months. And uh, have a fantastic day. Go buy a house. Make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already. And go to our website for show notes and more details at gratefulheart.tv. All right, guys. We'll see you next month, or no, two months from now, what our predictions are. Because those are the ones that are really going to count towards the dinner. And it's not just going to be for us who wins a dinner somebody out there who participates all i need is a comment as to who you're hoping wins this free steak dinner besides you of course what a great show and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life we hope you enjoyed it if you watched us on youtube please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Hey, I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, I'm on vacation every single day, every single day.